what is going on in Russia. Has Prigozhin lost his mind? Or is Wagner merely chess pieces being manipulated by a political chess master? That is the subject of this special episode of The Ancient Art of Modern Warfare. Welcome to episode 68 of The Ancient Art of Modern Warfare. I'm Chris Mayer, retired U.S. Cavalry Colonel and former instructor or current faculty at several of our military education institutions. As a departure from my normal sequence of podcasts and subject material, I thought it was important to touch up on events as they are unfolding in Russia, that is, the apparent mutiny of the Wagner Group under Yevgeny Prigozhin. I addressed military coups in general and the possibility of the Wagner Group as being the source of such a coup in previous episodes. As I'm recording this, we do not know how this will play out. Wagner forces seems to have made it very close to Moscow, with very little opposition from the Russian armed forces. Putin puppet Lukashenko, the president of Belarus, is claiming to mediate, and Prigozhin has, according to some reports, ordered his forces to stop short of Moscow. But all of that will be old news with new developments by the time you hear this. As I have said in previous episodes, This podcast is not monetized or sponsored, so if you would like these episodes to continue if you think these are worthwhile, then hit the like button and share the podcast. In episode 63, titled Why Wagner, I said that one possible risk associated with the Wagner group is the potential that, like previous elite and ostensibly politically reliable mercenary forces, Wagner could be a threat to the Russian government. In the following episode on military coups, I described how Russia was not immune from military coups, the conditions necessary for a military coup to be successful, and whether such conditions existed in Russia at this time. In that, I noted that if other conditions were in place, it only takes a small number of dedicated military leaders and units loyal to them to pull off a coup. The question is whether the conditions exist for a successful coup. As described in episode 64, the following elements must typically exist for a successful military coup. First, there must be a crisis of confidence in the current government. Prigozhin is claiming that this loss of confidence is the product of an ill-advised and unsuccessful invasion of Ukraine. Next, there must be a perceived inability of the normal political process to change things and restore confidence. Again, Prigozhin's communications state that nothing is changing. The old guard of the defense ministry is not adapting to the realities on the ground, and they must go. Then, there must be a military structure that is competent and willing to carry out that coup, and there is no doubt that this exists, at least within Wagner. Next, the population must be seen as supportive or at least irrelevant to the success of the coup. In Russia, Just as, or perhaps more important than the general population, the question would be whether the Russian oligarchs will support the coup. In the areas that have been seized by Wagner so far, the population seems to be unconcerned and perhaps even supportive. There must also be an assailable center of gravity, a point that, once secured, will facilitate the control of the government and inhibit actions against the coup. And even if these things can be done, the initiators of the coup must quickly achieve information dominance with minimal bloodshed. In the modern context, these last few items are inextricable. Although Moscow is clearly the center of gravity in Russia, 
Could this center of gravity be displaced through information dominance? Can Prigozhin achieve that information dominance over Russia's internal control of communications? Will the population, the oligarchs, and significant elements of the Russian armed forces be persuaded by Prigozhin's message? Remember that before most of us ever heard of Wagner, Prigozhin's Internet Research Agency was in the news. The Internet Research Agency offers a potential resource for manipulating information and achieving the information dominance necessary for success. It has been claimed that this agency, sometimes called a troll farm, interfered with U.S. and other elections with various interpretations of success. If the information campaign is successful, and especially if Prigozhin and Wagner can avoid major engagements with the regular Russian armed forces, bloodshed will be minimal. Again, that's been the case in Rostov and other areas of Russia that Wagner controls or has passed through. With regard for other conditions for success, such as co-opting the bureaucracy, there's an interesting point about this coup, or mutiny. Prigozhin has not called for the toppling of Putin, but for the removal of the Minister of Defense and top military leaders who, Prigozhin says, misled Putin about Ukraine and tricked him into initiating the so-called special military operation. Putin, for his part, is disavowing Prigozhin and is calling for his arrest. However, as I brought up in those previous episodes, there is also the possibility that Prigozhin is still doing Putin's bidding. This is something to think about. Anyway, I have no idea how this will play out. It may already be over by the time you hear this. Whether it is or isn't over, whether it was successful or not, it may be worthwhile to review whether Prigozhin looks like he achieved the preconditions and operational tasks necessary for success. So wait, watch, listen, and join me for the next episode of The Ancient Art of Modern Warfare.